the next Sunday, we, uh, the Solemnity of the Assumption of our Blessed Mother, we uh, celebrate our 70, 75th anniversary as a parish. So back on August 15, 1946, Father uh, Raymond Gordon and 67 uh, founding parish families came together and uh, St. Bridget Parish was, was born. But there were significant challenges that they, they faced back in 1946. There was a, a lot of anti-Catholicism in this area, and there were, there were quite a few people who were, were really not happy that there was going to be a, a Catholic church in, in Love's Park. So sometimes it's just a very outright type of uh, hostility. And when it came time for that first Mass, usually when you start a new parish, you uh, end up renting a school, gymnasium, or a hall somewhere, but they just weren't having any, any luck finding a place that could be, could be rented. And so what they did was they, uh, they, they put up a very large tent and the first mass of St. Bridget's was celebrated in a, in a tent with Father Gordon and those 67 uh, parish, parish families. And I, I just wanted to share a little bit from, uh, he, uh, when he retired in 1983, he was pastor from 1946 to 1983, so a long time. And he wrote some reflections right at the end of his time here. I just wanted to share a couple paragraphs because I think it points out their, their faith and their fortitude and their spirit of perseverance in facing quite a few obstacles in coming together as a parish community. So Father Gordon wrote this. On December the 8th of 1946, uh, Bishop Boylan presided at the groundbreaking ceremonies and blessed the territory. The ropes of our tent were cut, making other masses impossible. Uh, we were then forced to purchase a house contiguous to our property where mass was continued and we prayed and prayed for a government chapel. Many weeks and months went by and finally we were able to purchase the Catholic chapel at Camp Grant. We enlarged it and put it in a basement. On Mother's Day of 1947, we had our first mass even though the roof was not finished. On June 28th, Bishop Boylan blessed and dedicated the chapel to St. Bridget of Ireland. This may surprise you, when we were ready for our first Mass, the electric wires in the church were cut. Later, every window was broken. Gas jets in the basement were turned on. The center aisle of the church was ruined with red paint. An attempt was to burn the main altar and communion rail was made. Tax were, large tacks were strewn on the ground while people were at Mass puncturing their tires. Locks in the church doors were loaded with junk making, making our entrance at times impossible. So we think we have problems sometimes. So it was, what, a, what a challenge. Uh, just one more uh, uh, line I'd like to share here. Uh, it was at the height of our problems that I pledged in your name, the people of St. Bridget's, a day, daily recitation of the rosary in our church, begging our Blessed Mother to protect our church from harm and give to our good people the grace and courage to be li living witnesses of Christ. So that that. that those prisoners came together with Father Gordon in faith to celebrate the sacraments, to be nourished by the Lord. And there were, there were, there were challenges right from the beginning, but they had that spirit of perseverance. And it's interesting that the, uh, he mentions a, a dedicating the parish and having a special connection with our Blessed Mother through the Rosary. So every, every daily Mass since then, we, uh, we pray the Rosary before Mass. And even most of our, our weekend Masses, we pray the Rosary. So that was very important for him and the intercession of our Blessed Mother, the founding of this parish, and the solemnity of the Assumption of our Blessed Mother. So I'd like to make a few connections in light of this anniversary with 
the Old Testament and the, and the Gospel today because there's, there's strong Eucharistic overtones to, to, the, to these readings. And it also points out for us the importance of that spirit of perseverance that we need as a faith community, but also in your, also in your, your, your personal lives during, the, during these challenging times. But that, that reading from Kings, we, we, we catch up with Elijah. He's a prophet, and the prophets were called to be truth speakers. And sometimes they were very unpopular because they spoke an unpopular truth. And that's what Elijah had done to some of the, the, the authorities and leaders of his time who had really gone astray. And uh, they were not happy with that. And uh, Queen Jezebel, she wanted Elijah dead. And so he's on the run. He's out in the desert. He's full of anxiety and fear. He's hungry. He's thirsty. And uh, he, he's so despairing that in, in the scripture today, he has like a death wish. He says, God, take me. You know, he, he, he wants, he, he's in so much misery, he wants the Lord just to take him. But what is the response? He lays down under this tree and he falls asleep and an angel of the Lord, an angelic messenger comes and food and water, taps him on the shoulder, take and eat, drink. He goes back to sleep. Second time the angel comes, food and water, wakes him up, says, you need, you need to eat. You have a journey yet to make, a 40-day journey to Mount Horeb, the mountain of God, to continue the mission that God, God, has, God has given you. And he did. And I think what that, what that scripture points out is that our God is a providential God. We're never alone. He's always there. And what, what Elijah receives, we experience the fullness of through Jesus in, in the gospel when he says, I am, I am the bread of life. And Jesus would bless the church from the very beginning with his presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity in, in, in the Holy Eucharist. And it's that same Eucharist from the Last Supper that Father Gordon and those first parishioners, when they gathered in that tent and they celebrated Mass, it was, it was our, our risen Lord present to give that nourishment and that strength for the journey. And, and we all need it because even as it, in our personal lives, don't we have times where maybe we get in the place of Elijah and discouraged, maybe depressed, maybe even despairing, wondering how can, how can I go on? How can we go on? And it's especially at times like that that we need to open ourselves in a special way to the Lord and to our faith. And he's the one who gives that spirit of perseverance and hope and courage to continue the journey. And, uh, you know, sometimes like Elijah, we feel like throwing in a towel, but we can't give in to that. And during this pandemic time where lots of anxieties and fears that people carry and a lot of uncertainty as we, we are living our lives, but we, uh, we, we don't lose hope. And as disciples of the Lord, he counts on us to be bearers of his gospel. Listen to Jesus' words in the scripture today because it's the same nourishment that we want to carry us to eternal life. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. So what a gift it is we're able to receive when we receive the Holy Eucharist. And there, we cannot get closer to the Lord on this side of heaven than when we receive him into ourselves so that we can become like him, we can be strengthened, and we can be his disciples and his presence out there in the world. Because we know, you know, that there's so many people who are burdened by anxiety and fear and discouragement and maybe even despair. 
And the Lord can work through ordinary people like you and me to bring his light and his gospel. My own personal vocation as a priest was very much connected with the, with the Eucharist. I, I first felt a call to the priesthood at a Mass when I was 19 years old. And it certainly was not on my radar screen to become a priest. No one had ever even mentioned it to me. Hey, Steve, you ever think of being a priest? Not, no one ever mentioned that to me. But I was at a Mass, Father John Stringini, who was a, a parochial vicar at the time. He was celebrating a Mass. It's not like I heard voices, but in the depths of my soul, I, I, felt, I felt the call from the Lord. And it confused me, actually kind of frightened me. And I pushed it away for a long time, but it, 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 it was there. And I started to move in, 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 in that direction and, and entered the seminary. But my vocation was born at a Mass with the Eucharist. And I remember when I was at the beginning of my third year of seminary at, at Mundelein Seminary, and I was having some struggles and wondering, should I go forward? Is, you know, is this really God's, God's plan? And I think what was going on in hindsight I was wrestling with God. I was kind of fighting it a little bit. I wasn't ready to surrender, to really give that, that total yes. And I think that's why I was so unsettled. And I, I remember at Mundelein Seminary, one evening, I just went into the, the chapel. I was the only one in there before the Blessed Sacrament. And just to spend time in, in prayer with God and just kind of pour out my heart to him. And again, it's not that I heard voices, but in the depth of my soul, the Lord communicated to me, I'll be enough for you. And that was a turning point. After that, I was very, very much at peace, but I, I was wrestling with them. And I, I had to give that yes to really surrender. And so, you know, now as a priest, it is such an awesome privilege to be able to celebrate the Holy Eucharist and to be that instrument where the Lord nourishes all of you with his presence. It's, it's really an honor and an awesome thing, and I don't take it for granted, but it's, a, uh, I, I, it's, it's hard to even put into words. But the, we, are, we are so gifted to be able to receive the Lord. And it's a blessing for me to be part of this parish community and to be that, and kind of in line with Father Gordon way back at the beginning in that, in that tent, and here we are 75 years later, and the Lord is faithful, he's with us, and he's going to continue to nourish our souls. So like Elijah, we can continue the journey in a life-giving way. You know, so many people, as they make their journey, they're bitter and cynical and hostile and divisive. We never want to end up in that place. I think the, the Lord wants us to live and proclaim the joy-filled gospel that he has given us. So as we receive the Eucharist today, may the Lord strengthen us and let us continue together this journey as the people of St. Bridget's that we can give God honor and glory by our faithfulness and truly have an impact for him on this side of heaven, on that journey to heaven.